What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Journey. On this week's episode, we have now reoccurring guest, former McNeese State head coach, now offensive coordinator at Syracuse, Coach Sterling Gilbert. Let's get it. Let me start with this. They will never understand. They don't understand why you wake up two hours before the sun rises and go jogging around the neighborhood. They don't understand why you do push-ups during commercial breaks. They don't understand why you consume their daily calorie intake in one meal for breakfast. They don't understand why you get to school early. They don't understand why you stress over five more pounds on your bench press. They don't understand why you're so hyped when you get one more rep. They don't understand why you sprint through ladders, around cones, and flip tires all trying to shave .06 off of your time. They don't understand why you grind so hard. They don't understand what it means to you. They will never understand. All right, we're going to keep the pre-show nice and short today. We are actually recording this episode today from the hospital. Um, My wife was recently diagnosed with um, a form of bone cancer, so we are in the hospital due to some complications. And... I wanted to give her a shout out and say how proud I am of her. She just recently started her own page called Nicole Strong underscore whatever it takes, where she's not only documenting her journey, but she's educating. She is inspiring and she's helping other people that may be going through the same thing or family members who may have family members going through the same thing. She worked in oncology as an oncology bedside nurse and she works on oncology on as a navigator so she knows a lot about this stuff along with going through the process and fighting this fight that you know we're ultimately going to beat so it it is definitely worth the follow it is very inspiring and awesome and i'm very proud of her and i love her and we are going to whoop this cancer's ass and with that being said Let's get into Coach Sterling Gilbert. Let's get it. Fast, physical, you know, have fun, and score points. And with that, Sterling Gilbert's message was clear. A new offensive era was underway at Texas. Good. Flat and fast seat up. Atta baby, atta baby, atta baby. Be fast with your feet. Good, Swoopsie. Be fast with your feet. Charged with taking over a squad that finished 83rd in the nation in scoring the previous season, the new Longhorns play caller wasted no time introducing Texas fans and the Notre Dame defense to his version of the veer and shoot. Tempo is the thing that Sterling Gilbert brings more than anything. Bouchelle to the end zone again. Score it! Here's Bouchelle. This time he finds John Burke. Swoops, dancing for the win! Sterling Gilbert deserves a lot of credit. He is a difference maker. You're right back there. Yeah, just had, had a little elbow grease in there, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to it. All right, I want to welcome our, I think, our third recurring guest. Last time we talked to him, he was the head coach at McNeese State. He is now the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Syracuse. Um, he's teamed back up with with the, the bad man himself, Coach Babers. These two are lethal together. 
the ACC should be very worried. So, Coach, appreciate you coming on, man. Coach Sterling Gilbert. Absolutely, PD, man. Appreciate you having me. It's uh, excited about being back on with you, man. Always good to talk to you. Um, so let's just speak on, like, how, how was uh, the whole experience of being a head coach? You know, it was it was awesome. Uh, number one, I was at a great university uh, at Magnet State University there in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I had great kids and I had a great staff, uh, you know, so it was it was a very valuable experience for me. Um, you know, obviously got to learn a lot being a first time, you know, college head coach. I was fortunate to be a high school head coach in Texas for three years. And, that, uh, and that's, and, basically, a lot of that. that's basically coaching the, the FCS football in Texas. <laughs> it, it, you know, there's a lot of carryover, and a lot of people ask me that. You know, so I, I think, you know, the experience that I gained, uh, even though I was at a young age in Texas, um, you know, really benefited me and helped me along in that process Absolutely. being there at Magnet. But, you know, it was it was a great experience. Like I said, it was uh, – you know, it, from the get-go, it was about building a culture. It was about building a, a family culture, a culture of change and discipline and, and academics. And, you know, we got all those things accomplished in a short amount of time and, and definitely left, left that program, you know, better than the situation we found it in. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's what it's all about because, you know, and, and whether you like it or not, like, we knew it too, like, at, at Eastern. It's not a destination school. It's it's a but, – but to come in and change the culture and, and – and, help turn programs around and keep keep tradition going at schools like that is pretty cool now joe i don't know if you know like so i coach i was talking to juice the other day juice or not the other day this was like maybe last year he started recruiting texas and he was like i go to these schools and i pull up and i'm i'm like all right yeah i'm looking for the uh athletic uh offices and like, oh yeah, it's uh down the street, take a left, there's the athletic campus. <laughs> and they're like multi million dollar campuses. It's different <laughs> down there. <laughs> no doubt it is. I mean the facilities are different and just the whole structure, you know, from the top to the bottom in those school districts, you know, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of priority in athletics in the state of Texas. The UIL does a great job of setting that standard. And then I mean there is there's there's places that that have very high functioning, you know, facilities from weight rooms, locker rooms, the stadiums that they play in. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really, really gives these kids a lot of, uh, you know, motivation and, and things of that nature. And, and obviously they get to play in a big time environment on Friday nights in the state of Texas, which is, yeah. uh, you know, which is pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, uh, what is your take on like the IMGs and the, in the modern days of, of, uh, of like today, as far as like, I mean, because I guess those, those, most of those guys that are playing on those top teams are already guys that are, have offers and stuff. Like, is that? I, I I think it's I think it's okay for kids that you know who maybe want to come in and play early. Um, but I feel like, you know, some of these kids are leaving that shouldn't really be leaving. You know, like don't get me wrong, you're playing a national schedule, you're developing, you're learning things earlier. You're probably going to enroll earlier if you're one of those kids. But uh, now it's becoming a thing where, you know, you're going to get the offers regardless. It's got to be the right situation for you, I feel like. Yeah. You know, my, I mean, to each his own. And there's there's kids out there and families out there that those situations fit them, you know. But 
I was a high school coach in Texas for nine years, being a Texas kid and playing publicly high school football. You know, and I think just a, I've been very fortunate to coach across the country. And the one thing is that that you get, you know, when you're at these high schools is is the just the pureness. You know, you you yeah. get the the pureness of Friday nights. You get the community. You get the school involvement, the band, the cheerleaders, yeah. the pep squad. You know, you get it. It involves and encompasses everybody in that in that town. You yeah. know, and that's one thing that you just can't replicate at those kinds of places, you know, yeah, and I just think, you know, from a kid's sake that they miss some of that, you know, just the pageantry of what tech, what, what high school football is about, whether it's mm-hmm. in Texas, whether it's in New York, whether it's in Florida, California, Louisiana, you know, Chicago. Oklahoma, Chicago, hey, you know, I'll Illinois, tell you what, Ohio. Coach, coach, I'll let Joey tell you the story. So we made the playoffs for the first, or we won our first state championship in 87. Didn't miss the playoffs until – the year I left, Joe's senior year. Yeah, so uh, so our team made the playoffs for 35 straight years, and we have, like, a huge, huge, huge tradition at Providence. Um, yeah, we got 10 state championships. Like it's, it's we, and, and, like, I was a ball boy for them since I was probably, like, nine years old, seven years old. So, like, I've been around that program my entire life. And I'm not going to say – it's because I broke my leg the second game, but um, I got hurt. We ended up losing, I think it was six games that year. And so I think you need five games. I think you need five, five wins or, to make the or playoffs. Or six, yeah. depends. But okay. Five for the five for, for And so the very next day when we lost our sixth game or our fifth game, and we knew that our playoff hopes were done. There was about 45 different guys who graduated from years ago that were just at our practice screaming at us, saying, you guys suck, you ruined the program, they were throwing garbage at us. Um, it was a surreal situation, but that's just kind of... And I know Chicago football doesn't get as much, I guess, hype as like some other states, but... um. And hey, the Catholic you, League Blue in I'll Chicago tell what, is. I tell you what, the CCO Blue. No, it's it's big time. I mean, I was yeah. fortunate enough to see it front end being at Eastern Illinois. We recruited mm-hmm. up there and got multiple guys from there. You know, yeah. and obviously speaking to a couple of guys that that have their hand in the in the in the dirt of high school football that way that direction too. So, man, it's I mean, yeah, there, there's some big time cats come out of there now. Oh Absolutely. yeah, especially in our conference. Is that CCO Blue the top five conference in the country? I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I see you guys. Syracuse. Uh, first off, let's go back to, um, you know, what made you want to be a, a, a coordinator again? You know, it really just came back with Coach Babers. There, yeah. just, I mean, what we had done at Eastern, what we've been able to do at BG, and just the opportunity to come back with him. Um, you yeah. know, and, and playing the conference at, at this level. Um, I mean, it's really what it came down to. And, oh. and, you know, the kind of person, the kind of, you know, man and head coach that Coach Babers is. Uh, obviously, have a utmost respect for him and excited to be in, being back and being back in the, you know, part of the family and, and uh, you know, doing our part of, of helping, you know, continue I, the success that Coach has had here at Syracuse. When I, when I heard that, when I heard that news, so I think someone, I don't know who texted me, they like, the boys are back, baby. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I seen, I seen a tweet that you were going back there, and I was like, wow, he is going to get that kid right. Because you guys have a very, very young, talented quarterback. 
no doubt. And you know, he's going to be lethal. Yeah. And I think I think you are a you are a perfect fit, not only just because of the chemistry you have with Dino, but because of how you're going to develop this kid in this offense. No doubt, and that's that's a huge part of it too. I mean, very talented kid in Tommy, and and was able to play this year and gain some valuable experience. So just excited, uh, just about our journey and our trip you know, just to continue to get better. And, you know, those are things that, that we're doing right now within the circumstances that we're dealt. And, uh, you know, just obviously anxious about the day we can all get back on yeah. campus to get back to work. I you know, know finally get your, hand, get your hands on them and stuff. I know these meetings no doubt. tough. Um, and, then th- and then just coaching in the ACC, you know I mean? You coach in the Big 12. You're the OC at Texas. Um, you know, but you gonna be coaching the ACC now, or you Florida State, Clemson, all these big, these big schools. Big dogs, like, like big dogs. How, how, how cool is that? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great opportunity, and it's and it's great. Obviously, competition. You just look back at. I mean, at at, at any point in time, at any level I've been at, there's been really good coaches. And you go back, you know, to the Big Twelve. You go back to being a South Florida. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you guys and had a good, good, good couple up, teams with you. Yeah, I mean, you you look up and and every Saturday you're playing good coaches, you're playing good people, good personnel, and you got to be sharp and you got to be, you know, dynamic and creative. and got to have good players and um, gotcha. you know that are coached up well. So every Saturday it's a it's a fight, you know. Yeah. Oh so, coach, um, you know, it's tough, I guess, being a coach in college because, you know, but jobs are always changing. You're moving around a lot. And it's hard enough. How difficult, I guess, has it changed been, you know, with the way that the world is right now, being quarantined and all that other stuff? You know, I love your question, and, and I love the word that you use, change, because I, I'm actually, you know, this whole situation to me, obviously, anytime there's a negative, you can always pull positives out of it. And what I love about it, uh, and probably shouldn't use. I mean, it's just the things that I like is that it's forced people. Nah, fans to I, I I use that love word too. Don't worry about it, coach. You, you know <laughs> what I mean? I I just I, I like the fact that it's it's forced a lot of people out of the norm. You know, absolutely. We change, some change, and and you know that's what that's what everyone's been able to do or you're not doing. You know, mm-hmm. and still at the end of the day, you know, there's going to be winners and losers come out of this deal. And what are you doing? What are you doing to change to get better? And, you know, those those are the things that, and like, it's breaking that one phrase that people always talk about, like, we've always done it this way. Well, that thing's been shattered, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and and so you're having to think outside the box. You're having to reach out to people. You're having to collaborate with with your staff members. You're having to utilize the people amongst your your staff and, and find the best way and the best, you know, situation or the best information or be innovative about this or that so yeah. from that aspect of it that that's what i like about it because it it's just forced that change see it and uh you I, know it, and and the other thing that that i mean this one's always tied with change like mm-hmm. you just go back and you just think people like change when it's their idea and, and they don't like it usually when it's not their idea so all of a sudden we're forced in it you know and people are kind of seasonal about change like you just think about it most people are New Year's, there's a big change. You know, sometimes yep. summer's a change. Sometimes yep. spring's a change. So, you know, give or take three, two or three times a year is what, what sets people mind. And all of a sudden, we get punched in the face with change, and you got to instantly do it. I love that you said punch in the face because there's a lot of people in this world who have never been punched in the face before. 
And now it's what I love about it is that it's gonna separate. It's gonna it's gonna separate the weak from the strong. You know the people who are gonna find a way to get training and find a way to, to 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 take advantage of the people not taking advantage. It's it's leveling no the field. You know what I mean? Because and as, as I was talking to Chris the other day as a recruiter. I'm like, bro, this is your opportunity to 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 put your what you think is your talent on on the board and show that you can that you know how to recruit cuz the camp season no who knows if there's going to be a camp season you know what i mean like you can't just rely on going to going to a, a, a big satellite camp and offering kids it's like this is where you're going to start separating coaches too with the with the way they evaluate talent no doubt and you know it's just like we've all heard the phrase win the day and I, I really think that rings home truer now than any other time. Absolutely. It's everything you're saying, it's that, hey, there, you know, we're so used to these calendars too. Like, hey, in six weeks, I got to do this. Yeah, I got to be ready. Absolutely. That. Well, we don't, we don't have those dates right now. So it's like every day I got to get up and I got to win the day. I got to find mm-hmm. somehow, some way for me to do this, for me to get better. And like, like you just go back to the discipline word and, and uh, said this a lot. Over the past past year, it was just those you know people that don't have discipline or end up disappointed a lot, mm-hmm. and and that, that mm. that's what happens, you know. And you you just gotta you gotta find that, and you gotta find it in yourself. And like that's what's awesome. There's no coach standing there, you know. <laughs> your teammates aren't there. It's like you you get up in the morning. It's, that it's all on you. Yeah, it's all on you. Know, you. And it's all on you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all on you. And you're either gonna do it or you're not. And it's it's real black and white. There's no gray with it. And I and just within, you know, the, the again pulling the positive out of the negative that we got going on. I mean, that's those would be the positives that I pull from it, just to see how people come out on the other side. See, I think that's great for yeah. people to hear too. And two, I think it's important to take it day by day because every day is different. So I think, so I think trying to focus on just winning today is like super crucial because tomorrow can be completely different, you know, and, um, no doubt. It's, I, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. You gotta, you gotta take, I, I always, I used to tell my kids, you could, you, you control what you can control and that's your, your attitude, your effort, um, what you do outside of training. So, you know, if, whether you're a young guy and you want to take advantage of getting in the playbook and knowing that like the back of your hand. So when you go into, into a shortened camp, maybe, you have an advantage over the guy who was playing 2K the whole break. You know what I mean? It's, no doubt. No, you, like, you're right on it. It's, 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 that's how I look at it in, in, in the business. Like, in my business, is this leveling the playing field, which is scary because you level the playing field with us, it's, it's over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, no, I'm it's, with you. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what comes out of this. And, and now you can see why we want to get a bunch of games, Joe. Yeah, I know. I know. As the guy, as the guy calling the plays, I can't. So, <laughs> I can't believe that. Just, you know, from in Pete's sophomore year to their junior year, how drastic of a change that program was. And then, I went to CMU. So I, I saw you guys your first year. Um, this was your first year at I think it was Bowling Green, right? Um, yeah. And you, even there, you can see that you guys took everything from Eastern and just transferred over to BG so easily. Well, I'm sure it, you know, was very hard to do that. But um, yeah, it, from a fan's it, point, it, it, 
you know, from my point, it's been like super fun to watch from the sidelines and kind of see, you know, what a coaching staff, you know, can do for a small program. Um, I mean, you know, you see what these guys are doing now, you know, Jimmy in the league, Pete having his, his own business. It's just, it all translates. Chris said coaching, Drew's the coach. And speaking yeah. of that, hey, how, how dope was it seeing, yeah. seeing, seeing number 10 spin, spin that thing in the bowl, man? Man, number one, the whole process was awesome. You know, just uh, myself, Coach Babers, Coach Wiki, you know, being able to travel down there. Yeah. We land in Miami, you know, get off, come right to the stadium. Obviously, being able to see you was awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, it, it gives me chills right now talking about it. You know, like I, I'll never forget watching him run out of the, the tunnel leading that football team on the field, you know, the 49ers on the field, and then just, you know, just watching him grind and just watching him play and, and I know you're the same way. It's like just, you know, watching him now is the same as it was, you know, watching him in, in wearing the, the blue and the black at EIU. His uh-huh. mannerisms and everything are, are the same and who he is, you know, and he's just doing it at the, the highest level and he's being productive at the highest level. Yeah, and, uh, man, it was special. You know, it it, it was neat. I was, I was 14. You know, I got to go see him last spring and uh, out in San Fran and go to OTAs and all that. So it, it was awesome just to see him in person again. You know, see that 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 million dollar smile and yeah, and, uh, that's it. That, I, I, I was around, just gonna you know? just gonna bring that up. I was like, I I hit up Coach Gibby Joe after he uh after he went to OTAs. I said, how Jim look? He said he had a big ass smile on his face and he was having fun. I said, uh oh. <laughs> yup, yup. Uh, oh, cause I know I know you two have have a have a pretty strong relationship. Like those guys would sit in the meeting room on Monday for hours on our off day. For hours and sit there and watch film and and, and I can tell on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it, it's just awesome. I'm just so excited for him, happy for him. You know that he's having the success that he is, and then you know like to go to swing back some of the stuff you were talking about. It's just where where you guys are at now. You know, fires me up as as anything. You know, I think about the picture. Uh, they got sent from the wedding when when I look up and all you guys are in there and they're yeah. helmet, you know, like that that's the swing back, you know, like that's the swing back stuff, you know, when you're a coach, just just to see what what you took from the program and what you took and and now you're living it in real life, you know, Absolutely. and that that's just, you know, that's as exciting as anything uh, from a coach's point. You know? Yeah, I, I think it goes both ways too. I think you know we we have a group text that that that. You know, we always talk, always talk about your guys' games, and I think it goes both ways. I think we have a very special um, coach-player relationship to the fact that I can call your cell phone personally, and I know you'll answer. Like, that doesn't happen no doubt. normally, you know what I mean? I can do that with Those any, are the kind of guys anybody. you want to play for, too. Anybody, you know, and it's 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 it's, it's been it's been cool to be able to keep up, and now and now see Gristick and Juice moving up the ladder, and and seeing everybody do their thing is is has been pretty cool. Um, now, how are you guys adapting with this uh, this whole this whole COVID situation? Yeah, you know, just like I talked a little bit about it, mean, we have we're consistent with what our week is. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just staying connected, engaged with our kids. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. Just trying to create as much normalcy as we can in an unnormal right. situation. Uh, so we're, we're doing that weekly. Um, you know, our guys are doing a great job. Uh, they're currently, uh, you know, right here towards with finals and all that kind of stuff coming up academically. So getting those guys to finish strong academically. Uh, and then, they, you know, they're going to jump into summer school here soon. 
Uh, but just, just being consistent and staying engaged with those guys. And, you know, we're doing meeting stuff and all that and, as, as a staff as well as offensively and defensively. So just trying to, to continue to grow and, uh, you know, just, just get better. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. 100%. That's what I, I, I've been big on with, uh, with the kids is, uh, is, is, first off, getting in the playbook, taking your, your, your Zoom meeting serious, um, and taking this time to intellectually get better as far and obviously physically get better too. But you're not going to have this time ever again to be able to sit down and watch tape and, and go over the game plan and do all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, no doubt. The, 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 the opportunity you have right now as a young kid to learn the playbook and watch tape and put yourself in that situation is insane. You know what I mean? If you really, if you want to separate yourself and start this year as a young kid, that's the way to do it, you know? No, no doubt. And I mean, that's, you know, you just go back to the whole situation, you know, it's just really put all, you know, put the vast majority of the, of, of everyone on a very, you know, uh, a lot of people on a, on an even playing field and just, you know, time is there. And, and I know a lot of situations and, People's dynamics are different, um, but but you know it's still encouraging and interesting just to see how people utilize that time. You know what are people doing with it, and how are they, you know, working to, to get better and whatever that is. You know, academically and football wise, and you know, mentally, spiritually. Like there's a, there's a lot of different facets that are going into this time. You know, other than just football, that that can make that person that much better when they oh, come out of it. Hundred percent. Hey, Coach, I want you to meet a very good friend of mine, my guy Byron Dawkins. I gave him a little background about you a little bit too, Byron. I said I fuck with you, so. Yeah, that's what's, uh, what's going awesome. on, Byron, Coach? how you doing today, man? Good. Man, how you doing? much, Coach. How about you, man? Man, I'm doing good, Coach, man. You ain't, you got no idea, man. I've been following you for a minute, man. I know exactly who you are. I know I know what type of offense you run and stuff, man. I've been trying to score points like you for <laughs> the last four years, you know. I think I got a pretty good idea now, so uh, – you know, I know exactly who you are, Coach, man. So I just appreciate the opportunity you give me to ask you a couple questions here today. Absolutely, man. We'll shoot far away. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and shoot, man. So I know uh, so uh, I know you were a high school coach back in the day. Uh, so tell, talk to me a little about that. How did you go from, uh, you know, I saw your read in your bio that you were a Texas high school coach, which is like the cream of the crop of any high school football state in the world i don't care no one says texas is king of that and just, just tell us tell us how you came up coach how'd you get to college you know i, I was very fortunate i was very blessed but i, I kind of goes back to i went to angelo state university uh there in my hometown of angelo texas angelo state kind of a little known fact produces the most high school coaches in the state of texas so there was a big fraternity of guys coaches obviously guys before me and after me and guys during my time that went into in the coaching business and and I, I you know went into coaching high school ball had a connection to to, to our brows uh how I landed you know a GA job in 05 and then went back to high school ball um you know for for um right at seven years or six years um, and then had a chance to come with Dino to uh, Eastern Illinois. Uh, you know, but when I go back, probably the number one things I think about was just being really good at where I was at. 
uh, doing a great job of where I was at and being around, you know, people that were highly motivated and that were heading the right direction. And I was very fortunate to work for, for a couple of really good Texas high school head coaches. And then, uh, you know, had an opportunity to go be a head coach myself. So I was around really good people. I think it was important just to, you know, focus on, you know, where you're at and do a great job there. And, uh, you know, that's how opportunities come. Um, you know, the next opportunity comes by you doing a great job of where you're at. But, I, got, uh, I, I got a I'm question. Just... What, what was more pressure, coach, being a head coach in Texas or being a head coach at McNeese? Oh, that's a good ass question. Yeah, that is a good that is a good question. I mean, it's very similar. I mean, you got to win, and I mean, you know, this game and sports all about production, right. uh, especially in that state. And then obviously being able to coach at the FCS level at a at a school that's had a ton of success. So, I mean, I think it's you know it's equal, and and I mean, no one was ever since I've been a player, and even as a coach, no one. Uh, but but that's there. I mean, whatever job you know you land at, uh, where you're at, that's going to be there. And especially for those that that you know have high expectations on themselves and what they want their their unit to look like, their team to look like, their position to look like. Yeah. You know, the, the, they they're going to put that on their spot, and and they're going to put that on themselves to be really good. Yeah, coach. Quick question for you. So you said you so you coached at like I said, I followed you coach. So you coached at the FCS level, the FBS level, Power Five, Group of Five. Let's get into recruiting. Okay. What is the difference between a FCS recruit and an FBS recruit? Because you know, because up, up in Chicago, a lot of our kids think they're Power Five, and I'm telling you now, we are FCS state. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah, I want to hear from a coach. Few, but that's it. We got a few, but like you know, we're mainly an FCS state dominant state. I would say. Um, and I just want to know for our, for our kids who listen on to us, I just want to know from your perspective, yeah. what is the difference between the two? You know, I mean, I, I think that's a, it can be a broad question and I, and I think it's going to come down to, you know, what people look for, you know, there's, there's 120, whatever, 125, 26 division one football teams in the country. And, uh, I think all those people are similar yet. I think they're different. Um, but I, but I think that at some point in time there's got to be a reality, a realistic, you know, at some point of what level I can play off, you know, off of production and and you know how I'm playing on Friday night. And uh, I mean that that's the biggest thing we're looking for is is obviously you got to go be productive of where you're at right now, and you got to be really good, and you got to be dominant. <laughs> you got to be you know, dominant. And, dominant. Yeah, dominant. Yeah, that's the word. Dominant. First- you're, I try to tell these kids all the time, Coach, your first couple plays in your, on your tape, your, your first couple plays in your tape need to be, like, game changers. Yeah, it, no doubt. I mean, it, you got to be different, and, um, you know, you got you to gotta set yourself apart. I mean, I mean, the other thing you're going to go back into is the multi-sport deal. That is huge. Um, you know, that's huge for multiple reasons. I'm going to go back to my high school coaching days. And, and I carry that with me. I think this is very fortunate that being a high school coach. It's just I love, I love, we love them here at Syracuse as a multi-sport athlete, you know, for multiple reasons. Number one, that means that guy's highly competitive, that he wants to compete from August all the way through May, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. You know, number two, you know, from whatever academic standard, from whatever state it is, that kid's going to be held academically to be eligible, you know, for that sport. Um, and then, you know, just from a physical standpoint, conditioning standpoint, all that, I mean, that that's maintained through an entire year. So, 
mean, I think that's a huge part of it, recruiting wise, and and you know something that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be. We kind of spoke on it earlier, Byron, about how, like, you know, like coaches are really going to separate themselves as far as evaluating talent goes because of not being able to see guys again. So if if you're a borderline camp guy and you really want him, but you couldn't see him at camp, but you feel like he's the right guy and he turns out to be the right guy, then now you have a reputation of of evaluating talent. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, right. there's going to be a lot of ways to separate yourself from people after this whole bullshit's done with. Exactly. No exactly. Now, speaking of no evaluation, doubt. Coach, uh, I'm a QB consultant. I'm a private quarterback trainer here in Chicago, as well as I coach high school football. How do you go about evaluating a quarterback? Yeah, you know, that it's thorough with us. Um, you know, we go through and, and – Uh, there, you know, there's just certain things that we look for. There's certain strengths, there's certain you know weaknesses. There's certain things that we're looking for, uh, you know, with a quarterback. I mean, some of the notable things that are going to be pretty common is you know just accuracy and 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 arm talent and a guy being productive. Obviously, just like we just talked about, he's got to be productive on Friday night. Uh, you know, for him, for us to project that guy to be you know productive with us as well. What what about what about some juice? You gotta have some juice, like you gotta like aspect of that guy. Yeah, what about a swag? What about a person? What about his personality and stuff like that? How does he carry himself? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. That that's gonna come into it, you know, because just like at at any at any level, high school, you know, Saturday, Sundays, that guy's gonna be the face of the program, and that guy's gotta be able to carry that weight. That guy's gotta be high character. You know, he's gotta be a good person. I always tell my guys there's no drama in the quarterback room. I call it the CEO room. Like, there's no drama. Like, we don't deal like with that. any issues in that room. I like that. I and, like that. Uh, you know, you, you got to have that kind of guy, that, you know, that cut of kid uh, that can carry that and maintain that and be that. You know, there, there's so much information being processed in there. there, there there's obviously the, the pressure that comes away with, you know, with that spot instantly. And that kid's got to be, you know, he's got to be cut different. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you're looking for you got to be you know be. one of the first questions I'm going to walk in there and ask the high school coach is how uh, uh, coach hesitates if that coach tells me you know get one to any coach he's a seven well he's not our guy then you know we want that guy to be the most competitive guy you know on the football team hell yeah I mean we, we, we're, t- we're telling a story we're talking about it with Jim on the podcast last week by at practice uh, it, it, it Jim threw Jim threw one one bad ball or or Elo had one drop. We would get all over their ass and then and then Jim would Jim would throw the, to an to, throw some crazy eight. ball across, across his body and, and, and you know, when you got that shoot guy. the pistols and and like even when especially when it, when the scouts came out Jim would turn up. No doubt. You had so to, though. You got to, though. That's how you know you guys were on a great team because you guys pushed each other. Like you said, yeah. I, I, I remember listening to that podcast. You said your practices were harder than the games. Like, yeah. And then that's when you know you guys are good. You know, that's 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 when you guys you know you guys are on the cusp for something great. Well, we took, um, yeah, it took, took you got to take advantage of of playing against the best offense in the country, maybe the best offense the FCS has ever seen. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's only so, coach. So, coach. So, are you? Uh, so, you know, everybody on the, in the world is on Twitter. 
and I'm a, and then uh, I'm a new I'm a new school age you know QB coach. I don't we just don't drop back and take five step drops anymore because all these pass rushers are crazy now. Every these DNs are six four running four five four four. So you got to be able to move and throw at the same time. So a lot of a lot of question question for you is when you're evaluating a quarterback and you see a guy just in his t-shirt and shorts. What do you want to see? What do you want to see from a quarterback? Like what 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 do you want to see him move? Do you want to see him make spot throws? Do you want to see him throw and run? Do you want what like what what if you're going through a Twitter feed, what is something that's popping out to you that you want to see from a quarterback if you see him in t-shirt and shorts? Yeah, going back to uh, the, one of those just, just on my character and all that, just make sure Twitter, you know, feed is representative of, of the kid. And, right. uh, you know, like just going back, you know, just talking talking about a kid being in shorts and T-shirt and just throwing, like, you know, I, what I want to do is just, bat, you know, match it up and verify what I saw on tape, and I want to mm-hmm. see it in person. You know, mm-hmm. and just like you said, I I just think that you've got to be able to throw from multiple platforms nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not mm-hmm. – it's not just one, two, three. I'm gonna throw. It's not one, two, three, four, five. I'm gonna set up and throw. It's it's not that, you know. So I think from a quarterback standpoint, you know, it's something you know we we've been fortunate that that we do have done and, and I've had success doing it. Is just be creative with their drill work and make sure that you're training them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be, be comfortable being uncomfortable and making those kind of throws. That... Yeah. There's a lot of drills out there, but at the end of the day, you got to put you got to put your kids. Hey, what show? What throws are showing up on Friday night? Okay, well right. I've seen them make these throws, and we either haven't completed them or we have, or we're making a lot of these kind of throws. Well, let me implement that in my drill work, you know. And I'm I've always just leaned that way of being more creative and pulling from what they're dealing with and what you're yeah. seeing on tape and showing up than than getting on you know on a knee so to say and. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's and that's why I would never do. Let's replicate what happens on Friday, you know, or on Saturday to make those throws. Yeah. Right. Right. So a lot of what I teach is I I watch I watch the guys on Sunday. So I'll pull up a let's take for example I'll pull up Aaron Rodgers, watch him move around, avoid pressure, stick and move, and then I'll apply that to the drill work all the same because if you if you take it from the highest level down to the lowest level. When they get to the highest level, it's already practiced. It's already prepared. It's already worked on. And I just – I'm all about challenging yeah, our kids. Yeah. It, it, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then just the same deal, like I go back and, and just would encourage that too of like, hey, what show, what throws are showing up on Friday that he's either making or most and probably importantly that he's not making? You know, right. is, is it that he's getting set and, and he's being out and really focus in on that and try to clean that kid up you know mm-hmm. we uh i mean i think we all think kind of similar there there's there's a lot of what we call what i like to call eyewash out there coach which is yeah. which is just you know work that has nothing to do with that does not translate to to, to, to what you do on the field and i'm i'm very big on on game specific reps yeah um, somebody put it to me the other day. It's like when you go to Indy, like that's quarter one. You should be attacking those reps like, like they're game-specific reps, you know. Right. And a lot of these guys are out here doing all these crazy cone drills and 
that has nothing to do with this. I mean, it's going to get you tired. It's going to be a good workout. It might get you in shape, but it's not going to get you. It's not going to get your craft to where you need it to be. And I'm I'm super big on 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 crafting because playing right. DB is crafting. No, so, that's good word. That's you know, good word. You're on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So right. y'all y'all can do all the drill work you want, but it doesn't matter because it's getting shut down. Right. Like a lot of my drill work coaches, so you know, like, you know, out there, you know, there's like the seven base concepts, high, low, drive concept, you know, mesh concept. So in any drill and function that we do, I always train our kids to use their eyes, head and shoulders and hips just to always practice that progression. So every time we even go do drop back, I'll go, all right, we got trips right three by one. We got dagger concept. I want you to hitch to the flat, hitch to the flat. You got middle pressure, back up, escape. The dig open up, your eyes are still in the first read. So I'm always consistently teaching these kids to keep their eyes downfield because as you know and as I know as an OC, if you scramble to throw, we, we got good things happening, especially if you got playmakers on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to see that in the secondary. I'm trying to see coaching those guys. We've always coached those guys from the seat, you know, um, yeah. and just doing a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. man. It's uh. It's it's crazy to see how 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 evolved the game has changed since you know even since I've played you know and how RPOs are are not just you know get or give pull or throw bubble it's yeah pull it's actually or throw like, slant you know you, now you read reading the backer and it's throw it's, post it's, it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a crazy it's a crazy game you know it's. Yeah, no doubt. No, it's it's definitely evolved. It's yeah, just like you just said, it's evolved a lot even since 2013. You know, yeah, 100. Yeah, and uh, and and I think the game will still evolve. You know, until they take away that lineman downfield rule, and you know, it's pretty much tapered off right now. I think personally, because I mean, um, as far as like the game progressing now, I think it's all in the QB run game. As far as I'm concerned, I, you you see the NFL turning more to the RPO, RPO college like spread out game. You got Patrick Mahomes in 85% shotgun, Kyler Murray, my man's Cliff Kingsbury, they're in 85% shotgun. You know what I mean? Running mesh concept. You know, so it, it's it's changing drastically. You got the mobile QB game coming into effect, and yeah, it's just that, it's just interesting. We, we got that guy in the bay that runs a four nine though. That's gonna win a couple of Super Bowls though. <laughs> he wasn't that. He wasn't that slow. He wasn't over. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, so hey. I, I want to ask you one more question too, Coach. Um, obviously now there's there's no seven on seven this year. I think seven on seven was getting a little out of hand. Have you ever offered somebody from seven on seven tape? From playing seven on seven. Yeah, like, have you ever offered a kid offers off of his seven on seven tape? No, you know, no, we have, no, I we have. I mean, that's the point I was. I've been trying to get across. Is I, I don't get me wrong. I love the live reps, but it's it, it's turning into something that it shouldn't be. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's turning, I agree with it's that. It's turning into a money maker. It's turning into a. Uh, a, a, a kids have having bad habits and and being disrespectful because they're getting on Instagram and and 
that's that's why we decided not to do it at at, at our facility is we want to be able to train everybody and, and if they want to go play seven on seven they go play wherever they want and, and go you know play the right technique and play the right because at the end of the day it's all about development and no no doubt and no doubt and, and, uh, you know yeah it, you know it it has evolved and changed as the years have went on with seven on seven you know the pureness of it and why it was started was kind of everything we talked about earlier on was about you know your 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 team and you getting better and you know and you running your your scheme and all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah I mean it's it's definitely taking a different you know turn and I still think there's some quality stuff that can be accomplished from it yeah I do too I I love the live reps as far as corners and and you know safeties and and concepts and stuff but like. You know, you're starting to see raw concepts that are not real. You're starting oh, to see, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're starting to see stuff that, <laughs> you, like, you're starting to see teams flying in, kids that play for tournaments, to win tournaments, when at, at the end of the day, you should be going to, again, craft. Like, you should be going there to to learn the coverage, learn, like, see, see the best competition, work on your press technique, uh, work on no work on on pushing number one going vertical inside to the safety. It's like Yeah. So to me, seven oh seven wise, I I'm I'm you know, I'm in between on that. Um because I'm a quarterback guy. We need that. And you do it you know what I mean? You do it a different yeah. way. You do it the right exactly. way. Exactly. And I and I actually teach it like a progression style, you know, you know, evaluating open close coverage, stuff like that. And the one thing I personally don't like is they give the they give the quarterback four seconds. I think personally that thing should be three and a half seconds because it's already yeah. an offensive drill. So in my in my world, being an actual coach, I want my quarterback's brain to speed up, not slow down. And that's what it basically was doing. Man, four and seconds. It's, it's four it's too and long. five seconds, man. That's too long. Kidding. Exactly. You know what I mean? They be you know the referees not really counting, but. That's just my perspective on it. If I ever was ever to like, if I could change some type of rule in seven hundred seven, that four that four seconds is three and a half. And then if it's gotcha. and if we do an elimination, we got to do at least three point two because we're not we're we're taking away from the development. All of a sudden, you got quarterbacks pushing twenty yard dig routes down the field. It's like, come on, bro, this is not the NFL. That kid took took three and a half seconds to even get to twenty yards. <sighs> so it's so it's it, 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 you know that's how. I, Look yeah, I, I I agree. There there's good and bad and and uh, you know, I'm, it started off great. I thought it was a great yeah. concept, that, and then you know people took it the wrong way and start and started doing stuff for Instagram, and now kids do stuff for Instagram and not for the love of the game. It's like you got to find kids that really love the game, and it's hard to find these days. Yeah. Hey, coach, no I got one more question for you. Uh, All right. So What's up with Q's, man? Y'all excited? What y'all looking like this year? Talk to us about uh, Syracuse this coming fall. Man, you cut out on me. I didn't hear your whole question, Byron. Oh, sorry, man. I was just asking, what about Syracuse? How you guys looking this upcoming fall? Man, we're excited. You know, I was just telling Petey, we only got three days of spring ball in, so just a short amount of time uh, spent with our kids. Uh, I know we got some guys coming back, so – and just really, you know, disappointed we didn't get all those spring ball days in. And then right. just anxious to see what, what what NCAA allows and what's being allowed here 
you know, in the coming months for us to, to get back and do so we can have a football season or whenever that's going to be. So, uh, you know, just we, we were excited about those three days and, and uh, just our continued development, uh, but very anxious to get our guys back on campus and, and get going, you know, for this football season whenever that, whenever that date is. I, yeah, whenever that date is. I, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm in the ACC with them getting Coach Gibby is probably the best coaching move I think this offseason. Oh, okay. So you saying you saying that you saying the addance of Coach Gibby will prevail the Q's in the Atlantic Division. Yes. They're flying. They're flying pressure to Clemson. Okay, I, I'm looking. I'm watching. I'm excited, man. Hey, I'm excited. hey, hey! They, I'm excited. They, they, they got a quarterback coach, and they got a quarterback. Hey, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. gonna be a problem. But uh. Hey. Uh, Coach, I appreciate you, and sorry about the, the background noise. I'm actually doing this at uh, the hospital with my wife. Uh, man, hey, no, no worries at all. Man, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and uh, and Nicole. No, you know, there's a whole support group and family, lots of me with uh, with y'all, man. So you're yeah. not alone in your battle, your fight, and obviously she's a warrior. Oh yeah, she's a gangster. She 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 she, 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 she the biggest dog and, uh, I ever met. <laughs> I like no that. Doubt. No doubt. Uh-huh. I like that. So, but well, good right, man. Coach. Well, good speaking with y'all. Appreciate yeah. you having me on. Oh yeah, no always, problem, coach. coach. Yeah, and then uh, you know, we'll stay in touch. I I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and look at that schedule as soon as I get off here, and maybe we'll uh start start planning something. Maybe maybe go see. Yeah, man. Maybe come go on. down to Tallahassee and see a see a whoop uh whoop on them boys. Well, come on, man. Just all you gotta do is let me know. We'll get y'all set up. Hey, guys, man, if y'all ever doing a clinic, please let me know. I'm trying to sit in on some meetings. Let me know if you're ever doing a clinic. Will do, brother. Good meeting. Nice to meet you too, Coach. All right, Coach. Take care. Tell tell Coach Babers and say what's up. And Coach G. Will do. All right. right, Take care. Bye-bye.